0: Welcome to Comic book Keepers, where we talk about combo characters, their history, and their impact on our lives. I'm Lance, and today we're bringing back the What Are You Reading segment style episodes. And today, I have one of my probably earliest podcasting friends <laughs> on today. And so we have Mac East from We Get Dubbed Podcast. What's going on, Mac? What up,
1: Lance? It's, uh, it's good to be here, man. I, uh... I've been wanting to do stuff, you know, across. Well, actually, we did the Pokemon episode.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So we've done stuff just not on each other's shows. That was on Red Fox's show.
0: Exactly. So we did we did a Pokemon crossover for on a Night of the Roll Table or not at Roll Table. That's that's Chris's <laughs> other podcast. So
1: uh, Night uh, of the Living Podcast. Night of the Living Podcast.
0: <laughs> that's right. There's so many Night of <laughs> podcasts. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so those episodes are super fun. So if you wanted to check those out, go listen to those. Uh, But yeah, we've kind of been going back and forth and wanting to do more crossovers together. And with this format, I thought it'd be fun to just bring you on. And we're going to talk about kind of what we're both reading and give some suggestions to the listeners out there and just go back and forth. I think honestly, I think the first podcast when we were kind of getting into the Twitterverse and kind of reaching out to other pods, your show was the first other podcast I ever reviewed.
1: Oh, wow. Uh-huh. <laughs> I I remember that because you I don't have Apple anything. So I remember we I was trying to like find ways to review you guys back. And I, I did it on like probably something that doesn't even matter anymore. It was like some <laughs> other pod service. <laughs> but yeah, I remember that like stressing out to find a way because I was like new to the whole thing myself like. We had only been like a couple months in when we started talking, because and I had no, I we had like the Twitter early on, mm-hmm. and I never really used it because I I, had, I don't use social media really like that. Same. But then I started like making a, a more of an effort, and that's when I started meeting like you guys and a bunch of other people. And, and I'm glad I did. Yeah, this podcast community is great on Twitter.
0: It is. We got we got a fun group. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> a very fun group that is in ridiculously active all the time. All right, so, Mac, I almost I almost went and said J. Like, mm. no, not on this one. <laughs> so, Mac, what are you reading? So, I am reading Pinocchio
1: Vampire Slayer, yes. um, <laughs> which is as ridiculous as it sounds. Um, it is by, uh, so, I, I'm i going to be honest with you, I don't really know these guys, but um, But I know Van Jensen, who's the writer, has done um, some Green Lantern stuff. I looked him up today. I don't read a lot of DC. It looked like he read, he wrote a lot of DC stuff. He also had a job as like some sort of comic book ambassador, um, where he was going around like other countries and sort of. And then Dusty Higgins, who I don't know at all, he seemed like he was more of like more of a cartoonist kind Mm of, and you could tell by his art, he's got like a very. Cartoony style.
0: Um, okay, you so can see that, but yeah, it's, yeah, So, so the comic is black and white.
1: Yeah, yeah. I know. Last time your your last guest brought on a black and white comic. Yeah, no color from your guests. Um,
0: <laughs> we're, we're keeping a theme.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I, I actually didn't know that when I bought it. So I've been hearing about this comic for. I think it came out two thousand nine. I've probably been hearing it, hearing about it since two thousand nine. Um, mm-hmm. A buddy of mine used to push it a lot. Not that he actually read it, but he used to see it in the comic shops and be like, "Oh, this is such so cool." So finally, I walked into a comic shop like a month or two ago, and I guess they have a new uh, f- a complete volume. And it's like it's a really nice cover and everything. I bought it immediately, and uh, yeah, it's it's cool. I had no idea it was black and white though. To get, <laughs> that's where I was going. Yeah, um, but I like it a lot. The art yeah. is is interesting.
0: Yeah, well, also coming from someone that is literally a podcast we get dubbed going over anime and talking about <laughs> yeah. manga. I'm pretty sure that the black and white didn't throw you.
1: No, not at all. Um, I mean, it, <laughs> when I first opened it, I was like, oh crap. Cause the color, like, <laughs> I really like the color of the the front.
0: Yeah. It looks cool.
1: And I, you know, I'm not opposed to color, but yeah, black and white doesn't bother me at all. Um, yeah, it's, it's the art is <laughs> The art's not the best. I'm not, I'm just going to throw it out there. It's very cartoony. Mm-hmm. which I like, I actually like cartoony art, but it's a little more cartoony than like, even what I'm accustomed to. It's very yeah. like, very like short stubby characters and things like that. Um, there's some really funny looking character, character designs as well. There's a character. <laughs> he eventually like meets up with a couple other puppets, I guess. Cause this takes place like after the events of Pinocchio, I don't know the book, the movie, whatever, okay. the Pinocchio story, you know, uh, huh. So he had already been with like the troop of uh, puppets. Uh, I don't know. I, I actually don't know Pinocchio that well. Like, I haven't seen it since I was a kid. I'm like, there's, there's a show-
0: whale. There, there's, <laughs> yeah. something going on.
1: there's like a little like um, in the beginning of the book, they actually kind of give you a rundown, which is what makes me think is based more on like whatever novel this was mm. uh, Pinocchio was because there's like a lot of stuff that I'd never seen before in the movie. Um. But yeah, so he uh, one of the puppets shows up and he's got like this big afro and it's like he looks really <laughs> funny. Um, all the designs are pretty cool. Um, but like I said, it's kind of cartoony art that is, yeah. it's an adjustment. Um, yeah.
0: So is is the premise just like straightforward? What it sounds like literally just Pinocchio being a vampire hunter? Y-
1: yes. Um. So, Geppetto's been Ge- Geppetto's dead, killed mm-hmm. by vampires. Um. He's but before that. The one, the one kind of caveat they throw in that's kind of, I guess, different from what we would know from the movie and stuff, is that this guy, this um, wood guy, he like, I don't know, what do you call it? Like, uh, people collect wood. People, (laughs) uh, carpenters. (laughs) I guess he's not a carpenter because he doesn't make stuff with wood. He's like a lumberjack or something.
0: I don't know. A lumberjack that just really (laughs) likes certain wood. So he's in the
1: woods. He's collecting wood, and he finds this log that's, like, talking. And it's like, please don't turn me into a table leg or something. And he's like, oh, my God, this thing talks. So he brings it to his friend Geppetto, and Geppetto's like, oh, cool. I'll make a puppet out of it. And he makes a puppet out of it. And, of course, the puppet can walk and talk because the wood could talk. Um, Yeah, so then it's basically the events of that. Geppetto dies, killed by vampires. But he's made of, like, a special wood that can actually kill vampires. Like, his wood okay. is, like perfect for killing vampires and he usually uses his nose so he'll have to like lie to kill vampires yes so he's like staking them (laughs) after he lies and there's some they use that really well like that's probably the best part of the book so far is just him lying Mm -hmm. like there's a part where he's like surrounded by vampires and he's like oh i'm gonna kill all of you or something i don't know. he has like a cool guy line and then his nose grows and (laughs) so not only does it grow and he lies but it, it grows when um it's almost, like, uh, predictive. like he. Oh, like he was, okay. So, yeah, like, he couldn't be, like, I I don't know. Maybe it's just something inside of him, like a lie detector test would, like, pick up on if you didn't believe it. But he'd be like, oh, I'll kill all you vampires and his nose will grow.
0: Mm. So I, I know when you told me about this premise, I sent you a message and I, was, and I had, like, an idea in my head of a scene.
1: Yeah, um, that was
0: great, actually. <laughs> so my my thought was, is that uh, because you we know the story of like Pinocchio enough to know, like when he lies, his nose grows. So I thought it would be cool in a scenario where he was surrounded by vampires and he says like, you're all going to make it out of this alive. And then his nose grows because that's the <laughs> lie and he rips it off and then just takes them all out.
1: So actually, yeah, that's, that's actually really cool. It was kind of the opposite of what I was saying. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I, maybe it'll come up. I hope, I hope that happens in, in this book. Um, another cool thing, the fairy godmother is still around and she's kind of like this mage character that sort of hangs out with him. Uh, the guy who collected the wood originally, I I, I think his name's like cherry or something. He's not really like in it a lot, but he's almost like, he makes like gadgets and stuff. Mm. Um, he's got this like bow and arrow that he like shoots Pinocchio noses with. So like, like
0: (laughs) so he's like Uh a tinkerer.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, uh. Jiminy Cricket is dead and he's like a ghost and his apparition just hangs out with Pinocchio. That sounds awesome. Yeah, there's a lot of fun spins on the on the story itself. Um Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. It's the vampires are cool. Like like I was saying the art isn't the best, but the vampires all look really. The only thing about the vampires is so far the look has been kind of redundant like they keep sort of looking the same. I'm waiting for like the big vampire bad to show up. Mm. i'm about halfway this thing's long i'm yeah. i'm about like 200 pages in and that's like about the halfway point
0: geez and so that's just like the full collected version of this story
1: yeah this came out i think it's like maybe there were like five volumes altogether. and uh yeah so and it's, it's almost like um each volume has its own sort of there's like a time jump at least between the few volumes i've read so like he'll start one place and then after that chapter he or volume he ends up somewhere else and it's kind of like almost like a time jump has happened Hmm.
0: yeah this this collection is no joke the (laughs) mac just lifted that up to the screen and it it was like bigger than my head
1: and it's got like uh, a lot of fairy tale feel to it like there's um sorry there's like uh, talking rabbits. There's like all these like very fairy tale stuff going on. It feels like I don't know if you consider Pinocchio a fairy tale. I don't know, but yeah, it has like a very yeah. strong fairy tale feel to it as well. When it's not, and it's got a good sense. It's it's very funny. It's aware of how over the top and ridiculous the concept is.
0: Yeah, I feel like I'm getting like Murder Shrek vibes <laughs> for this storyline. It's yeah, it's you know what? That's not that's not far off. <laughs> it definitely <laughs> has that like Shrek
1: quick humor to it um and it's like this, you know, fairy tale world that's kind of grimy and gritty. Um yeah, definitely some Shrek vibes.
0: Honestly, when you finish it, let me know what you think of like the overall story cuz I'm I'm really intrigued to read it, <laughs> honestly.
1: And it actually what for this big book that looks really nice, it'll look nice, you know, on my shelf forever. Mm-hmm. It was like 24 bucks at Seriously? the comic shop. So yeah, it was cheap, yeah. Oh wow. Another reason I bought it right away.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And so, what's the what's the full name of it again?
1: Uh, Pinocchio Vampire Slayer. Nice. By Dusty Higgins and Van Jensen.
0: Yeah, that sounds awesome. As soon as you <laughs> told me the premise of that, I was like, that sounds <laughs> like something I would read. <laughs> it also makes
1: a lot of sense. Like the way the wood works in this world, it just it kind of makes sense for the character. It's almost perfect um, in like an absurd way.
0: Yeah, that's super cool. I wonder, are there any other characters from like? different fairy tales that pop up that are not maybe not vampire hunters, but are like werewolf hunters or anything like, is there any (laughs) other stuff like that in the story?
1: So far there haven't been any sort of references to any of that, but I would love, I would love a sort of of, like a Shrek, but with Mm -hmm. this sort of like supernatural spin on it, that would be a lot of fun for sure. I I don't know. Maybe we'll see, but I don't think so. I think it's kind of a focused story.
0: They need to do a sequel then and just bring in everybody. (laughs) Yes, very much so. Get the fantasy Avengers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I can't think of a, a, a good fairy tale uh, protagonist. I, although I would never pick Pinocchio either. Uh, exactly.
0: I think that's why it works is because it's like one of the most random characters to choose. Because you never think this like puppet is going to be going up against vampires or something very, as powerful as that. Because you like think this is like a marionette puppet thing yeah
1: yeah and and the re- the real boy thing actually plays an interesting part because if he becomes a real boy he loses the ability to fight vampires because oh. in this world it doesn't seem like anybody like you you don't just stake vampires and kill them this wood does you know what i mean so if mm. there's an interesting i i think that's going to start coming into play later because they're starting to introduce the real boy thing um so yeah, there's there's some cool dynamic. There's some drama there. There's some drama with the Geppetto stuff. It's it's cool.
0: Yeah. Well, the idea of like the thing he wants most in his life, if he gets it, he then wouldn't be able to take out these vampires. Exactly, and protect. I guess it's like in
1: Italy. Um, so there's a lot of like Italian references. Yeah, Italy would be screwed if if Pinocchio becomes a real <laughs> boy, <laughs> which is an absurd uh, sentence to say.
0: So are there are there people that are trying to? push him to be a vampire hunter or are they like, are there other people that want him to be a real boy? Or is that more of his internal struggle?
1: He's sort of all in on the van. He, he's sort of edge lorded out at this point. He's, <laughs> he's just kind of like, you know, I'm a badass vampire hunter, but, um, yeah, there's this girl that like, cause he's he's trying to trying to convince everybody that there are vampires and nobody believes him, of course. But there's this—he's got a love interest that is a real girl. I think that'll come into play,
0: um, yeah, eventually. Yeah, yeah. That well, I I absolutely want to read this. <laughs> it it sounds right up my alley.
1: Half halfway through, I think it's I think it's worth reading for sure. But I'll let you know when I finish how if it sticks the landing.
0: Gotcha. Cool. I appreciate it. All right. So my read that I wanted to throw in for this week is actually a a trade that I have been hunting for for a very long time. And I finally found it a few weeks ago. So this is an out of print uh, trade paperback and it's called Stormbreaker, the Saga of Beta Ray Bill.
1: That sounds awesome.
0: It like I'll show you, Mac, but I'll post a picture of it. But like the art. On yeah. in this book is beautiful. So it is. Let me let me open up the pages, and I'll let you know the creative team. So uh, it was written by Michael Avon Oming and Dan Berman, and the artist is uh, Andrea Andrea Davido, and colorist was Laura uh, Viari. And
1: that artist actually sounds familiar.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I when I read that too, I was like, I feel like I've seen more of this person. But I really enjoyed the art. In this book, not even getting to the story yet, but I flipped through the pages and like there's there's certain characters involved in here. There's like Galactus shows up and Galactus in this book has a very there's like a different take on him, which I think was really cool. And it's something I have never seen done with Galactus before. And it's some mythos that is applied to him that I don't remember popping up in any other story, but it is very cool. All right, that sold me right there because honestly, Galactus is just so
1: blah at this point. I mean, he—he's like the big jabroni of the Marvel Universe at this point. He shows up and he gets beaten by like everybody at this just to kind uh-huh. of show the power scale. I mean, they, they should—they kind of fix him a little bit in the new Thor run, but yeah, he's—he's he's been getting beat up a lot lately. Um, for a character that you know is—is is what he is, so it's exactly. nice that I definitely want to check that out because. He's always been a character that seems really cool, but I've never really gotten, you know, he he doesn't really have much going on as far as I can tell. So I'd like to, I definitely want to check that out.
0: Yeah, I feel like it. writers right now, when they have, they want to show that their character is beefy, they just were like, all right, and then they destroy Galactus.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's been <laughs> happening for so, for like the
1: last couple of years, I'm just like, what is happening here?
0: Yeah, it's, it's rough. So basically the premise behind this book is it starts with, uh, Beta is fighting with the Asgardians and it's during Ragnarok which nice. is the literally the destruction of the Asgardians and their home world. And during this battle Beta is there and he's he's fighting alongside them and all of a sudden he's bamfed out of the fight. And you hear Thor speaking to him in his head saying Beta like basically like this is the end of us. We need you to survive so you can continue to tell our tales. Nice. And then he loses the connection to Thor. He wants to fight though. Like he, he is very much like an Asgardian at this point. He wants to, if he's going to die, he wants to die in battle. He wants to be there for his friends. He's like, okay, I'll like honor Thor's wishes. I'll go check on my people. And then I'm going to come back and see if anyone has survived. So he's like, I'm coming back for you, but I'm gonna check on my people first. Basically a quick version of this is he goes back to his people, the Corbinites and they are under attack by this being uh, that it they they basically call it the Ashta. And it's like this devourer, another like devourer of planets, of worlds. It, it's been like this long prophesied monster that's coming for their planet. Or just coming for their people in general.
1: So it's sort of like, <laughs> so Ragnarok's happening in <laughs> Asgard and then the apocalypse is basically happening on this planet. Okay.
0: Yes. In the storyline, Beta is basically brought down to the lowest of lows, and without getting into too many details, there is a mass destruction of the Corbinites, and so Beta has now lost like, supposedly has lost both of his people in a single day, yeah. <laughs> and, and I won't get into kind of uh, the events, because there, there's some things that I want to be surprises in the storyline, but you find out that there was uh, another creature that was created by the Corbinites because Beta is essentially, he was a Corbinite and the and the Corbinites made this like bio body that was like perfection to be uh, their their warrior champion. And then they took the essence of Beta and put him into this body. And so that's why oh. he has like the horse face and he looks different oh. from the other Corbinites. And so he's called Beta Ray Bill. And you find out that there was originally an alpha, but, (laughs) but the alpha was imperfect. Like it was a total bio, what do they, they call it like, he is a bio machine and he doesn't have any like thought process. He's just like an empty shell and what he's told he does. But when they were creating him, things went haywire. And so he's like imperfect. Of course. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as, as things go. Yeah. As things go. It's really cool because the storyline of the Corbinites, the people, there is like this priest who's running like the religious sect of the people. And then there's like this military side and they're at odds with one another of what they need to do. Beta is, has been seen as like the savior of their people because he saved them before. And some people are literally wearing a necklace of Stormbreaker and they like worship him. And so the priest isn't a biggest fan of that. And (laughs) obviously because, you know, they're basically worshiping Beta like a god.
1: Yeah. uh
0: Yeah. And so the priest basically works his way for them to wake up Alpha so that Alpha can not only save their people, but then if Beta shows up, he wants Alpha to destroy Beta. (laughs)
1: That sounds great. So the priest is like the sort of the bad guy of the...
0: Yeah. he's he's like misguided he's not the big bad oh, okay. of the story oh, okay. but you you can tell like he with what he believes he thinks that beta is very bad for their people because the people are turning away from what their other gods are and viewing beta as this savior character
1: okay um is this is this um like a Canon story or is this sort of like a one-off sort of, I know Marvel mostly sticks with Canon. I'm pretty sure this
0: is a Canon story. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Cause I, I actually, as much as I like beta Ray bill, I've not actually heard much about his, like, like that's really interesting. Um, I definitely want to check that out.
0: Yeah. it It's a really cool story. And like I said, at one point kind of Galactus comes along and he has this new Herald called Stardust and he is this really cool-looking, very alien. Uh, let me see if I can find a page, and I'll, I'll post a, a picture of it on Twitter so everyone can see. But it's like this incorporeal form. Obviously, you have this this new Herald of Galactus fights against Beta. Uh, some things ensue, and a literal cosmic, a literal portal to cosmic hell is opened up.
1: i didn't even know cosmic hell was
0: a thing neither did i until i read the story and this creature emerges from it because the this herald is trying to get beta sucked into this world to just like have eternal torment and all that kind of stuff uh but a creature actually is end up getting out and it's going to be a creature that's just going to destroy all of existence
1: Jeez, how many characters? Just- Dude, I'm t- I'm telling you
0: this story. It's so it's six issues long, and I'm I really want to find all the single issues. Wow! But because the covers are amazing,
1: that is so much happening for Dude, six
0: issues. I'm t- I'm telling you this storyline goes like layer upon layer upon layer, and it just builds and builds and builds, and it's so cool.
1: So okay, so it plays well, like it's paced well. Because sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes I'll have issues where like the pacing is. Like they'll rush certain thing, you know what I mean? So this is pace, okay?
0: It's paced very well. I was reading it and I was like, "There's no, th- this makes no sense that this is flowing as well as it is, because wow. it, it just like escalates. Like literally, the beginning of it is essentially the destruction of both of the worlds that Beta knows."
1: Yeah, that <laughs> I know. For that to be the starting point, and then just from there is sounds great. I uh, I definitely gotta check that out. I'm going to, I got to check if it's on comicsology. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I'm, I'm obviously not going to find it because you obviously had a, had a hard time finding it. But
0: yeah. Yeah. Comixology is the way to go. Like buy it digitally, then you'll be good. But like Beta is such a cool character. Like he, his tone and mannerisms are epic. And he's very much this worthy character that, yeah. that is just like the epitome of hope which I very much enjoy in storylines. He goes up against a, a, a villain in the storyline and his response to basically being like outmatched completely. His response to it is if my blood should paint the cosmic desert of space, then so be it. Nice. <laughs> like, Oh, it's so good there. Yeah. And then there's like this other part of the storyline where uh beta is basically drifting in space because of something that occurs in the storyline and the narrator says something to the effect of beta's heart begins to flutter and build into the beating of a God. Like that's a paraphrase of it, but it's, it's really cool. The writing is very well done. Uh, I, I finished it and I was like, that's probably one of the best trades I've read in years. Wow.
1: Yeah, I definitely. Yeah, that sound it sounds awesome, and I, I I need to I need to expand my Beta Ray Bill knowledge before you know he shows mm-hmm. up in MCU anyway. Exactly.
0: So. Which which maybe sooner rather than later. Like yeah, I it would
1: seems that way.
0: I would love it if the end credit scene for Love and Thunder is Beta picking up Stormbreaker.
1: He's he's got it right. I mean, I, I don't know.
0: We'll we'll see what happens in Love and Thunder. Just because, like, I, I I'm pretty sure. Uh, Chris Hemsworth signed like a longer deal to stick around in the MCU longer.
1: I hope so. He's, he's a gem. He's incredible.
0: (laughs) He's so good. He, and he's He's great. But with, with Jane Foster Thor coming into play too, I think it would be interesting if beta also showed up. If, if like Thor does take like a break, he's like, Oh, I can rest now because there are here's Thor and this other worthy character to join in, I can take my rest. And then, you know, later down the line when there's another Avengers film, Thor comes back. Yeah, that's I,
1: well, yeah, no killing him off or no, aging no, no, him no, or... no, 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 <laughs>
0: no. Nope. Nope. Yeah, if, just... if they don't kill off Hemsworth, don't do that.
1: Yeah. But I just, I, I don't want to get too much into because we're not really talking about it, but the, the Jason Aaron run did such mm-hmm. a good job of um, sort of building the Thor character and well breaking him down and then building him up. And they've already like hit on those notes a lot in the Marvel universe, not uh, not that well, but you know, like Thor one kind of played with the unworthiness, and mm-hmm. they've kind of been playing with that the whole a lot. Um, so I don't think the way they're going to have to do this is going to be pretty different than what happened in the comics. So I'm interested to see how that goes, but I would have loved an unworthy Thor sort of spinoff thing because that comic alone was just a lot of fun. The name of the comic alone was. <laughs>
0: I'm I'm just so excited for the MCU right now, just because they can go in so many different directions, and they've done a good job of taking source material and making it unique, so that the people yeah. that have the people that have read those stories enjoy it, but there's something new for them as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, this movie is gonna be different and good because you know the J- like I love Jason Aaron's Thor, like it's one of my favorite comics ever, but. Yeah, I think it needs to be different. I think tonally it'll probably play. It has to play a little differently based on who's doing it. I mean, and how Thor is these days. And, but because it won't be as serious and dark, I don't think. Or or if they pull that off, good for them. But I just I don't see it happening. Um, yeah, same.
0: Yeah. I. Be fun. Yeah. So so we talked about both of our picks. Do you have anything else that you've been reading recently that you wanted to mention? Uh, you
1: might if I throw out a manga? Do it. Okay, so I, I actually thought of this one while you guys were talking about Ghost Cage,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I actually read Ghost Cage. I didn't read. I don't know how many issues are
0: out. The second one just came out today. Oh, okay. So I read the first one, and it's awesome. It's so okay. Good.
1: So I I enjoyed Ghost Cage, but I was like thinking about it. I was like, you know, what, let's let me talk about uh sort of something that Ghost Cage is sort of playing on. Not like an old, a newer comic a newer manga anyway. Um, Kaiju Eight is. Kaiju number eight is awesome. It's um, I, I'm reading it monthly. I, I, I uh, don't really miss an issue very often, but, or if I do, I pick it back, you know, but yep. it's, uh, it's about a guy who cleans up Kaiju corpses. Yes. Cause they come and attack and he cleans mm-hmm. them up. Um, But he has, this, he had this dream of being like a Kaiju fighter and he like made a promise with his childhood friend and she became like the best Kaiju fighter. And he's this cleanup guy. <laughs> and and, uh he's such a great character because he's like in his mid-30s and he's just like kind of a bum um but he like goes for his dream one more time and he like takes the tests to like be a kaiju fighter i don't remember exactly the name of you know the test but and he uses all his knowledge of like cleaning up the kaiju corpses and stuff and like knowing how they like to pass the test um and there's also like he gets powers and things you know because it's of course it's shown in so he has to get his uh his power up and he can he kind of like gets kaiju powers but he can't let anybody know because yeah. then they'll kill him for being part kaiju Gotcha. So essentially he just doesn't use that with the t- there's a lot of like cool stuff playing with his like knowledge of kaiju bodies and stuff like that uh which is is a cool spin on the whole kaiju story. Yeah uh yeah and the artwork is phenomenal there's some great splash pages i i love the book Um, yeah so i highly recommend that uh also i I won't talk too much about it but chainsaw man is awesome and that anime is probably going to be the next big thing so if you want to get ahead of that i definitely recommend reading chainsaw man
0: yeah, Chainsaw Man is incredible. I've read the first few volumes of that, and it is so much fun. The yeah. art is incredible.
1: Yeah, and there's that's a really fun spin on like the Shonen protagonist because he's just <laughs> he doesn't care about anything really because he's just he's such a great character. Um, so I, I I recommend both of those, but in in keeping with the uh, Ghost Cage, I thought Kaiju Number Eight was kind of more, you know. I figured I'd recommend that one. It's very good.
0: Yeah, that is definitely within the same vein as Ghost Cage because they're both dealing with these like large, like literal kaiju, just like huge monsters, villains that they're going up against. And I haven't read uh, Kaiju number eight yet, but every single time you post art from it, <laughs> yeah. I'm like blown away. It's so good.
1: It's really yeah, they, they have some really great splash pages. Ah, uh, yeah, Ghost Cage was awesome too. I really liked the artwork for that book, and I liked the idea of like these power sources being Kaiju. Kind of, it it was fun.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting take. It's only going to, I think, it's only going to be three issues.
1: That's when I looked it up. That's what it seemed. That's why I was wondering if I was wondering if it was three issues out or if there was only going to be three.
0: Yeah, there's, I think there's only going to be three. But I, I'm all for a good contained story. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Tell your story and get out. Just because we brought up Ghost Cage, the second issue did come out today. I read it. It. if you enjoyed issue one you are going to love issue two
1: okay cool I'll pick it up
0: thanks Mac for coming on to talk about uh, what you're reading so just let our listeners know about your show we get dubbed and oh, then where should. they can yeah. find you <laughs> Yeah, well, we'll, let's actually <laughs> let people know where they can find you and what you do well, I'm just happy to be here
1: Lance but uh, <laughs> yeah um, we get dubbed We have uh, we have a lot going on right now we're kind of expanding a little bit we have some plans to do uh, some DC animated movies awesome. uh, for the Destroy the Seven event, which Lance was part of, um, you know, the the Unite the Seven event. We sort of did a little spin-off thing. And uh,
0: which was incredible.
1: <laughs> we had covered uh, the Doomsday movie and we got such uh not to toot my own horn or whatever but people were really people received it really well so then we decided that we're going to probably cover some more of the dc animated films uh we cover regular you know run of the mill anime uh we have a big theme song tournament coming up this summer uh we've got some qualifiers out where we've kind of gone through like naruto's theme songs and we kind of picked two to go on to the big summer tournament you did the attack on titan themes too yeah attack on titan mm-hmm. with sean from metalcore nerds um yeah and then uh we're gonna probably do some video games too i think me and jay are going to be covering final fantasy 8 uh we're both playing it right now uh it was kind of just like a that was like a Throw let's it do it me. why yeah. not yes. <laughs> it's anime and jace i mean there's no dub per se because they don't actually talk as a ps1 game but there it's so anime anyway so we figured why not um so yeah we'll be doing final fantasy 8 as well that should be coming out probably within the next month or so uh and then we do a piece by piece which is a one piece podcast um so check that out if you like one piece we go through each episode jay has never seen it before i'm seen like 700 episodes like three times i haven't gotten past 700 episodes but i watch it with jay and then i I started watching it with my girlfriend now she's caught up to me so now i have
0: to but
1: yeah so anyway i'm a big one piece fan but
0: i'm on episode 113
1: (laughs) uh yeah well that's the thing about that's the reason i wanted to start the podcast because it's when you're watching that show you can't google anything mm-hmm. without spoil. so i just want to have somebody to talk to and it's nice to like have to hear conversations you know and reactions to things um so yeah uh check those out you can find us on we at we get dubbed on twitter and instagram and uh yeah that's it
0: yeah thanks well, for having us uh, Us, thanks for having <laughs> me um, i was talking about we get dubs so. yeah, yeah yeah you, you bring, <laughs> bring jay in there too but but i i I have been a very big fan of we get dubbed since like the start of our pod when I was getting into other podcasts. And Mm -hmm. I was, I was listening to your show when you had like your original theme song too. That was very bad. (laughs) (laughs) But I, but, but like the first time I downloaded an episode and it started though, I was like, I'm gonna like these guys. (laughs) That was the most I
1: we when we came out. We came out swing. I just wanted to be the most over the top thing possible, and now we've toned it down. We're a little more. I don't. We're not toned down, but I just. If if this is you
0: guys (laughs) toned down, we we were
1: we were trying to be like shock people. Ever we 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 stopped that, and we're just ourselves now. And that is a little over the top
0: anyway. But yeah, it Uh, it's it's great. You guys have a awesome rapport.
1: Yeah. Well, me and Jay have been friends since like eighth grade. So we've, you know, we've known each other a long time. So I, I would hope so.
0: Yeah. I, I think out of all the podcasts I listen to, I think I've laughed the most listening to your pod.
1: Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> that means a funny. lot.
0: Yeah. And and as someone that it has been getting more into anime, like I, I was writing for that, uh, for the Geekly Grind for a while, and I still am, but I was getting a lot of anime box sets to review at the time. And so like finding your show and and getting like more details about certain stories and hearing other takes. I I, I enjoyed it a lot and I still do. Like you you guys are always on my rotation. So, uh thank you for coming on and this was a lot of fun.
1: Oh, no. Th- thanks a lot, man. We got to get you on our show too. We, we got a few ideas kicking we do. around to have you on, so mm-hmm. uh, we definitely got to get that done soon.
0: Yeah, and I want to get you guys on a, a a main episode for this podcast too so yeah, we can definitely. we can break down a, an actual storyline. Uh,
1: I would love to do Superior Spider-Man. I'm just throwing it out there.
0: All right, I'm, I'm down to do Superior Spider-Man. That's awesome. I know, I know, you've been looking for the trades. You're having trouble. Yes. With that, oh my god, Dude, I can't find them anywhere because they're out. It's of so price. weird to
1: me that trades are hard to find. Like, just keep making them, Marvel. Like, what are you doing?
0: What What's going to happen is is they'll they'll eventually do a Superior Spider-Man movie, and then right. they'll bring back the trade after exactly, I spend three hundred dollars yeah. on it. Or they'll put out
1: like the hardcover edition for like sixty bucks or something like that.
0: I'd buy. It. I would I'd, buy. By the way, I'd buy that. In a hard- <laughs> Marvel, can you please put together a special edition of Superior Spider-Man so I can own it, please?
1: Yeah, it's it's great. I, I would love to talk about that. And Jay likes it too. Jay, me and Jay, we're kind of reading it at the same time. So,
0: well, we are definitely going to do more crossovers. Uh, it's always a blast talking to you. We literally like if you don't understand like within the podcasting community if you're listening to this a southern nerdy podcast we talk every single day that's true yes <laughs>
1: yeah i find out something i find something funny i go right to these guys or even like serious stuff we go right to these guys it's you know it's a great community for sure
0: yeah it's a lot of fun so if you wanted to find us on twitter so at we get dubbed and then for us at cbk cast you can follow along there It's time to close the book on this episode of What Are You Reading? So until next time, this is Lance. And Mac. Reminding you to keep your friends close, but your comic books closer.